0: Four minutes.
1: hey what's up guys it's your host lopez and i just want to say thank you for tuning into this episode today if you're on facebook and want to show some support with a like on the page you can find it by going to facebook.com slash behind closed doors podcast or just searching behind closed doors podcast you can also find it on twitter at the bcd podcast and on instagram at the behind closed doors podcast Last but not least, follow the podcast on Spotify by searching Behind Closed Doors in the podcast section to see all the amazing upcoming interviews I have to come. Every Sunday, I post a picture of a band with a hint of who my next guest is. Then on Tuesday, I post a brief clip from our video interview with a good highlight of our conversation we had. And lastly, post a new episode up on Spotify every Thursday morning. Now, on to the episode. today
0: great doing really well just uh doing some uh just kind of finishing up our album and uh you know playing with dogecoin just being just having a good time man What's, what's what's new with you
1: not much man not much at all anybody listening we've got garrett russell from silent planet today where'd you grow up at brother
0: uh i grew up in uh redding california um all the way up north um we have uh a lot of trees a lot of lakes a lot of mountains not a lot of people
1: (laughs) (laughs) is that where you're living at nowadays
0: um no now i live in la county um not in the actual city of los angeles though i live in a city just north of los angeles called pasadena
1: oh okay yeah i've heard pasadena pasadena california what all do you do for fun out that way um
0: i mean not much right now um it's definitely one of those parts of the country that's like super locked down from covid they're very uh they're very strict about the rules here so unfortunately not much but i got a puppy recently so i you know take her on walks and get some good hangs with her so that's always Um,
1: exciting what kind of pup you get
0: she is a Five and a half month old golden Aussie Labradoodle. She's a she's a crazy, crazy little science experiment. <laughs> but I got her as like a medical rescue because um, she had a bad paw, like a, like a clubfoot thing. And uh, they just needed somebody that could kind of pay a lot of attention to her. And because we can't play shows due to COVID right now, I, I'm able to give her a lot of time and love. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I
0: guess I spend a lot of my time looking at her,
1: <laughs> watching after the dog. Yeah, I, I, uh, I got two kids at home, so I think our puppies out of the question for a while. Because last time we had a cat, my son, he's only he's two now, and he doesn't really know the whole, you know, the whole aspect of how to. I guess he just thinks that the cat was a a toy, and oh. <laughs> that you can't chew on their tails. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> That can be tricky. I know. Yeah, some kids are so sweet, but they just uh they don't understand the whole, you know, bodily autonomy. Thing.
1: <laughs> right. Um so yeah, I recently just found out actually that I think it was your girlfriend that was in the sleep talk video for Day Seeker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. How about that beautiful baby for Rory? Yeah,
0: incredible, man. It uh it you know, yeah, he, he's he's so happy, man. He's so happy with his kid and Sends me photos of them all the time. We I actually got to hang out with her over Facetime, and it was super sweet.
1: I can't um, believe he made a post that uh, people are actually unfriending and unfollowing him just because he's posting pictures of his pride and joy. And
0: yeah, that is really strange. I I I have no clue why people would do that, but I don't know. I guess you, people people are crazy. Man, you, you never know what they're doing. I guess right,
1: especially nowadays.
0: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's uh people yeah, I don't know. The the internet I think brings out the best in some people, but also definitely the worst in others.
1: And it's funny the people that are gonna, you know, be very judgmental against Rory because he's posting pictures of his daughter, you know, they're the same type of people that if they were to see him in person with or just, you know, not even with his daughter, just him. They'd be Oh, I'm so happy that you had a baby, you know, I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely a very strange thing about, I guess, the, you know, I don't know if I'd say internet culture, but, you know, just people definitely, uh, you know, people can be so nasty on the internet and say such like crazy or hurtful things. And then, you know, they're very rarely would act that way. In reality, it's just that I think behind screens, behind screens, people just can kind of think, oh, you know, I can do and say whatever I want. There's no repercussions because they don't see people you know being hurt by the things they say but it does you know obviously that's not a good way to live your life but no but I, I think you know it's their own i that. guess yeah exactly
1: so your name is garrett russell and you play the trombone in silent planet right yes
0: yes the uh the kind of feels like it you know i'm just kind of blowing air through my throat and yelling <laughs> it's, it's it kind of is like a bit of a kind of like a bit of a brass instrument in a sense <laughs>
1: What got you into wanting to do some of the vocals that you pull off? Like any influences that helped make that start?
0: Oh yeah, uh, probably the biggest original one for me was uh, "Haste the Day," uh, the old "Haste the Day." Uh, um, it, um, that that was a that was a big one for me. Um, Jimmy Ryan was the vocalist, and he had a very throaty scream. Very, like so was very, that
1: like the Burning Bridges album era?
0: Yep. Yeah, I was literally thinking exactly of the line where he's like. Bridges. He just kind of screams out <laughs> a lot as on the song Blue 42. But yeah, um man, yeah, haste, haste of the day was a big one for me, uh, getting me into metal music. Um and uh yeah, dude, just just loved, just loved the loved the community, the people that I met at shows. And I was like, bro, I I think that I have, you know, kind of like the the energy for this. You know, I was always just a very energetic, kind of like um, somewhat outgoing person. And so I just saw, you know, the thing, the metal scene. And I'm like, I think that, you know, I think a lot of these people seem cool. And I think I could make friends here and and just kind of felt like a community that i could grow with you know and so yeah
1: definitely um, yeah
0: and and i'm really glad i did i've met met a lot of people and uh, overwhelmingly great people you know that i've met from this whole thing so yeah
1: and that's the thing too like with the whole metal you know it doesn't matter like if you're doing the type of music that you do or you're doing like straight heavy crazy you know in your face type stuff like cannibal corpse and everybody's you know they're like they, they hear the music and they see the song titles and whatnot and they think you know that they're just the the gut of the world and they're dicks and they're at, they're probably you know an asshole and like i'm not gonna say who but i have a couple of the guys from cannibal corpse lined up to get interviews on here and
0: oh dude congratulations that's awesome man yeah that's that was huge and pretty, pretty legendary band for sure
1: and they told me you know yeah they're they're very they're real excited to do it and they're uh, very happy that I contacted them and reached out to them, and they're just like the nicest people that you would ever meet. But they That's play awesome. the you know the heaviest of the. Well, oh, I shouldn't say heaviest of heaviest, but they play pretty pretty heavy stuff, and I was very surprised to be honest with you. But. Oh
0: yeah, and and they yeah they might seem scary because I know their vocalist you know has pretty wild lyrics like I come blood and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> but but uh you know that yeah I mean that that definitely you know a lot of people just kind of it, that that's their art form you know what i mean is to be to be you know crazy wild offensive that doesn't mean these people are actually you know dangerous um you know violent criminals. right
1: exactly yeah
0: or, or or you know whatever they might they might appear as to to somebody that hasn't really read into them
1: you know well speaking of this actually I'm not sure if you got a chance to check and see that article about the singer King from King a 10 being at the,
0: Oh um, yeah, I did. What did you well, think about yeah, that? I heard about it. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know much about it or, you know, what to make of it. I mean, honestly, I don't even know. I, I know it, it seems like everyone has opinions on kind of like, you know, if that was like a full on terrorist event or if that was just kind of like, you know, people that were i guess just uh i mean obviously what they were doing was if they were sneaking into the capitals it wasn't legal but i know um a lot of those people weren't actually trying to hurt people and maybe others were yeah i mean i i'm not trying to like make it worse than it was or minimize it but i guess my point is uh i i did see the thing i just don't really quite know what to make of it to be honest but yeah
1: yeah i i all i've seen was a lot of people bashing on him and personally myself i don't care for the music from king at 10 but that's not mm-hmm. going to really be a judgment factor whether he did anything or not you know if he didn't then that you know good for him because i know that that could be very hurtful for his band and very hurtful for his band's future you know like i don't know if the label would want to drop him because if he did anything stupid you know i'd imagine they would and because they don't want to condone or promote anything that he does if he did anything yeah you know, silly there
0: totally yeah that that's a good point yeah the yeah labels you you don't you don't want to be connected to someone especially it's kind of the thing where i'm sure some people might have just you know been there and just i mean yeah it's 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 like and it happens a lot in life like you got to be careful what's up because sometimes you might not be up to something bad but if you're surrounding yourself with people that are uh you know out to do harm to people you might get roped into that at the end of the day, you know? Oh, for and sure. I have oh, definitely, yeah. I've, I mean, I've had some friends who've gone to jail just because they were like hanging out with people that were selling drugs and they were like an accessory to it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And they might've really been innocent, but you hear it all yeah. the time all too much, you know, oh it's not mine. It's not mine.
0: You exactly. Know? Yeah. The, and Yeah, exactly. Like the agents are kind of taught not to care, you know, about, about that kind of a thing you know what I mean oh
1: definitely definitely and so
0: you just get these you get these situations where it's like yeah people are you know just trying to yeah I don't know you know everyone has a judgment over what's what
1: and that's what sucks too man like there's so many times where I guess it falls into a different category but there's so many times where people are they hang out with the wrong crowd. They get in trouble, then they get out, and they they do good for, uh, I'd say like what a year, two years span, and then they, that one time they go to like catch up with the old person that they used to get in trouble with. They fuck up, and they're back to square one, and you know they're they're hooked back on drugs and stuff, and it's just funny how it works, man.
0: It is, man. It's insane. It really is.
1: So we'll go ahead. We'll jump into your yeah. whole band and everything. What got Silent Planet started?
0: Um, we got started, um, we got started, uh, in 2009, uh, I was, uh, just, uh, or maybe it's kind of 2008, just wanted to make some music, and, uh, I was noticing there was a lot of musically gifted people in my dormitory when I was a freshman in college, so just kind of linked up with them, started, uh, kind of sharing songs and ideas, and, It just started a band and, you know, just kind of played like around the campus because uh, none of us were really from L.A. And so we just the only people we knew went to our college. So we'd play shows on campus and it just kind of grew little by little and it just kind of became a thing. And uh, now it's a, uh, you know, uh, at a certain point, it became a full time. Uh, thing but that 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 took many 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 years to get to of course you know it definitely that that didn't happen overnight for us but eventually we got there
1: now is all the original members
0: um yes it is yeah okay. um and um or no no i'm sorry no back then it was but no yeah no no, no one's original now from that um lineup except for me um The dudes kind of all shifted and stuff, but we have had the same lineup since 2014, with the exception of we used to be five piece and then uh, Igor stopped touring with us. But uh, yeah, we we, we used to be um, a yeah, at one point it was. And uh, now it's just a four piece and uh, been the same four guys since yeah 2014. Nice. Um, And I think Thomas and Alex have been since 2012 and then Mitch 2014.
1: He's a, he's a fucking hell of a drummer, it. Alex man.
0: He's great, man. I, I love him. He's he's awesome and we're we're so lucky to
1: have him. I know he's been on a couple of the Sick Drummer magazine videos, I think it sick drummer. I think it's one of the one of the drummer video YouTube channels. I've seen him on quite a few times actually. To give him a good highlight.
0: Yeah. No, he's 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 so good at what he does.
1: Now, what's the story behind choosing the band named Silent Planet? Um, so
0: one of our old drummers, um, one of our old drummers, Alex, uh, was um, or not, not not Alex. Sorry, before Alex, uh, his name is Jason Scribner, and he was a big fan of um, he's a big fan of the C.S. Lewis uh, Silent Planet uh, book out of the Silent Planet, which is part of the C.S. Lewis Space Trilogy. And he uh, yeah, it was his idea to go with it because he loved those books and kind of got um, got the rest of us into the books. And so, um, yeah, it was was his idea. And, you know, I'm I'm glad about it. A lot of times you'll see bands that have, um, you know, just band names that are kind of cheesy or whatever. And I'm honestly just really thankful that uh, we 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 uh, we 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 went with a good one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely sticks out for sure. Were you in any bands previous to Silent Planet?
0: Um, No, uh, not really. Uh, like, Silent Planet is kind of an extension of this little jam band I was doing in college with a few buddies. But, not, yeah, no, no real official band.
1: What did you go was to college I- for now?
0: Silent Planet. I went to college for English and philosophy.
1: Now, do you do anything with those uh, college? Are they still something that you hang around with, or is it mostly just silent planet now?
0: It's, uh, it's mostly just silent planet. Uh, now I, I, uh, I, I did end up getting my master's degree in clinical psychology and then I got started on a PhD, but I, I dropped out of the PhD program pretty quickly when I kind of basically figured out that the only way that I'd be allowed to, you know, continue would be if I was to, uh, you know, if I was to actually get my, like, to get my PhD, I, I can't be playing shows, I can't be touring right. and stuff. So I kind of had a fork in the road. And that's, that's the direction I went. And I, I'm really glad that I did, honestly.
1: Oh, um, yeah. But,
0: but, you know, with, with every decision, there, there does involve some some amount of loss and some amount of like, Oh, you know, you sometimes wonder what would have happened if I would have gone the other direction.
1: You know? Definitely, definitely. I want to jump into a couple of songs here with you from you guys. um first song i want to go about is panic room it has the most streams on your spotify with just shy of three million streams well that's cool it, yeah that's a that's a big deal man what do you think made this song so popular and stick out from the rest um
0: it's hard to say for sure but i think it probably has something to do with the fact that you know it, it i think it hits home for a lot of people you know we we, we make a lot of um we we, we a, a lot of the people that consume our music are you know are in the military or involved with the military, and uh, that song that song lyrically was inspired by the story of a veteran who kind of told me about what happened to him after he uh, got home from uh, from being enlisted over in Afghanistan and some of the PTSD he had from that. And so I think that that was a big I think that that's a big part of it, you know for sure. Um, Is just like the way that panic room kind of hit hit home for him and some other people that have been that have been, you know, in enlisted in dealing with the trauma that they have from that um, experience. Because, you know, regardless of where we fall politically or what we believe, um, there are a lot of people who are dealing with trauma because it's not, you know, a lot of the things that um, people in the military asked to do are not natural things which are you know like not things that um are easy for the brain to handle you know especially once you get out of those those high those really like high stress environments and so um you know wrote a song about that and i I think a lot of people connected with it and you know i i do think some people also just liked you know i think some people also just like the music too of course um but i do think that um that the the story behind it uh, lyrically and everything what, was probably a big part of it
1: i i imagine oh yeah and like you said just anything like it's one thing you know to be enlisted and go have to do like a tour or you know go about that mm-hmm. but like just Making that type of friendship slash you know bond with those guys that you're with, and you could potentially go to a war and never see them again, or watch them blow up right in front of you, or just Uh, just awful stuff that they have to go through. That it's just very, like you said, a lot. It's very hard for anybody to have to be able to deal with, and you know, go up, and not even that necessarily, like going to a a different third world country and having to see how the poverty is over there, and how they're just starving all the time and it's just i i know i could never do it that's just too hard that's a very hard touchy subject it is for sure. it is
0: yeah and and i like i meet so many service people you know who you know believe like 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 my friend Gerald, who uh i wrote the song for he's okay with me sharing his name he's he's open about his story and he's he's a big part of our community i actually have met a lot of veterans after shows they're like hey you know like I you know you had this song Panic Room and it really helped me and I'll give them his number, uh, Gerald, the the dude the dude that inspired the song and he'll he'll talk to them you know and they'll like begin a friendship where they'll kind of support each other, um, which is super cool. But, anyways, yeah. So I um I uh you know I I was talking to Gerald um about that you know about his time enlisted and he kind of told me something that I hear a lot from veterans, which is like. I don't agree with like everything that the military does or whatever, but like, you know, I know that my reasons for joining it were pure, you know, like my intentions were to 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 try to make a better life for my family or, you know, my loved ones or whatever, you know, Um, and and even even some of them who become disillusioned with like, you know, am I really are we achieving that in in the United States military? Those people are still, um, you know, can still say you know even if i don't agree with it anymore you know they can see you know well i did it for this reason you know and 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 there's no reason to be ashamed of that you know
1: yeah definitely yeah did you now when you wrote that song did you get a chance to get a reaction from him as far as what he thought about and everything
0: oh yeah yeah i definitely i sent him like the first demo to it and everything and and uh got his opinion on it and he was uh he was definitely yeah he was excited about it you know he was um he he was happy to to be able to you know uh have his story be told in a certain way and it was it was cool it, it was really neat we got really close he actually um later on that that, that year like um actually when we were on warp tour right after we released everything with sound he actually uh came to one of our shows that year this would have been the uh 2016 warp tour and he uh, proposed to his wife um at the uh at the show, it was the Nashville day of Warp Tour and he proposed to, he like, I said, hey, you know, we're going to play this song, Panic Room. And uh, I think we played it actually. Then I'm like, hey, you know, I want to talk about this song. And then that's when I told, um, that's when I told him about, or I, I was telling the audience about the show. And then, um, then Gerald, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to have him come online or come, come up and, you know, talk about it. And so he was, um, he came up to the, you know, came on stage and was talking about um, stuff. And then he was like, you know, and if it's okay, I'd actually like to, you know, invite my my girlfriend to come on stage with me real quick. And so she came on stage with him and uh, then he proposed to her right there. And it, it was it was a very beautiful moment for sure.
1: This would have been um, four years ago, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's it's one of those things where it's just, it's fun to be able to share those moments with people, you know? Where you know, like, oh, like this is something I'll never forget, you know, like sharing these these experiences with these people. You know what I mean? It's cool. Yeah. That is, it, and it's dude, just that is it's awesome. it's neat to be able to share that with people and know that like, you know, nothing lasts forever. But like, dude, it's just it's just tight to know that we can, you know, that in in those moments you can tell someone's story and that person can like teach you something and it just makes the whole music thing such a journey when it's not like all about like us and our popularity but it's about like actually like the the moments we can share with these other people you know oh yeah
1: yeah that's i'm sure that really uh was a surprise for his i would assume now wife
0: yeah 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 they're they're happily married they have a baby actually which is cute and that uh, is
1: awesome yeah they're they're doing great
0: and i'm very yeah very very excited for them and everything that's to come for them but
1: now yeah. the next song i want to cover with you yeah <clears throat> is the single trilogy that yeah. has just off two million streams that song comes right at you it's very in your face powerful right off the bat and has incredible build-up to a clean melody into the into the throughout the song what was the process with that song and is there any story behind that one
0: yeah good question um the uh, the process behind that song was uh, much different. I actually wrote it um, about, about uh, my own mental issues, and I wrote it when I was getting treated uh, at a facility. And I got on a plane, got out, and just flew right to the studio, and we made that song, like, right when I got out. And, uh, and yeah, that, that song's about a lot of things, but, you know, one of the main things it's about is just kind of coming to terms with... Um, Coming to terms with my, uh, you know, the issues that I had and kind of admitting and seeing that I have a problem and then kind of about, you know, what that problem is and where I can go from there. Um, so, yeah, the, that, that song in particular is very emotional for me and the guys and honestly just musically one of our favorites to play too. And it'll be on our new album and there's uh, some other songs on the new album that kind of have a similar vibe to Trilogy, I would say.
1: Are you able to talk much about that new album or tease yeah, anything
0: on that? I um, just we're working on a full length album. We'll come out with it later this year. And uh that album's about the whole experience for me from start to finish. So trilogy is like a piece of the puzzle, but you know, obviously uh no one else has heard the maybe all the other pieces of it yet. So but, that's a yeah. current
1: ongoing thing right now with you guys, is the new rec- the recording process? Yeah. Oh man, that's huge to hear. And you said this year it'd be coming out? Yes.
0: Yeah, this year. I'm Ooh, very dude. excited for people to hear it. I'm very stoked, especially
1: after hearing what you guys gave a little piece of with Trilogy. I can imagine what the rest of it's going to be like.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked for people to hear it because it's really, it's, it's definitely something that we just really threw ourselves into. And just, yeah, so pumped for people to hear it.
1: Now, you guys did a re-recording of The Night God Slept was the what was the feedback you got in the reaction from that
0: um the the re-record yeah um it was it was honestly one of those things where like we didn't really even think that people would care at all and then obviously people did care and it was fun you know it was it's definitely something that we never um something that we we didn't expect to really get any traction, but um you know it we just kind of kept working we just kind of kept working because we always knew that there was a better sound that we could get from the mixes than than what was showing, but it was, we finally were able to like make that a reality, and uh that was uh that's kinda that's kind of what that whole song is 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 just making that making that kind of sound a reality that that we were hoping to be able to achieve you know with our with our new stuff
1: yeah definitely yeah um now w- when it comes to writing in general what's the process within the band for writing as far as like studio w- when it comes time to hit the studio and how new materials even generated up with you guys um it's it's kind of
0: it, it all it can really vary honestly depending on like a few factors including just like like what's the sound that we're trying to achieve on this particular this particular song so like for instance with 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 getting out the night God slept re-record it was kind of like going taking a time machine back to like where we were previously you know when we were uh first recording it and asking ourselves like okay how are we going to really deliver the sound that that we think that we're capable of on this record without really like going too far and you know potentially making the mistake of kind of like you know ruining the experience because we, we don't I don't ever want someone to be like oh man I love the night God slept and, and, the, and then I got this re-record and now you know I don't love it anymore because yeah. <laughs> now, now that I can see it the way that the band sees it I'm realizing that I don't like it for what it is and so we never want to say, like, oh, you know, this is this is the only version you should listen to. We're just kind of like, this is a version that, you know, if I was to make this album today, it would probably sound a little bit more like this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to say the the most song, the most meaning to your band, like song wise, would have been Trilogy, I'm assuming, right?
0: Um. I think so yeah and probably some other ones that are on this album but yeah I I think this whole new album is going to be like definitely like maybe a bit closer to home you know like a lot of our songs in the past might have been like based in like France during World War II or something so obviously you know to talk about our own personal experiences right now is always going to be a little bit more emotional I think for us but yeah but no, that yeah, that's a good question. I and I'm just I'm just stoked for people to hear it, honestly. You know, just you you spend so much time working on these songs. It's so nice when you can finally just be like, you know, oh, like we we've figured out what we're trying to achieve at this moment. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, especially if you say that it's like a kind of just like a little biography about yourself, you know, and you're really gonna pour some emotion into it too, by the sounds of it.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like just being able to even get that out there is so sick in itself, you know, like to just be able to pour it out, you know, and just get people to like get a vibe for like <clears throat> what we're trying to achieve. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, that. it's, it, it must be a really tough subject for you to have to be able to come out openly with that too. Especially if you, you know, like you said, you have the meaning behind trilogy. So very, very big props off to you, man, for being able to Thank do you. something like that. You no, know,
0: no, I, I really appreciate
1: that. Now, the music video for Panic Room um, on YouTube it has 1.3 million views. What was the recording for the music video on that song like?
0: That song, uh, getting honestly, dude, getting Panic Room out was way what was crazy because I actually got a message from my buddy Kevin that we that we made it with. And he was basically uh, just uh, like, at the time, I didn't know him. He's like, hey, you know, I'm getting into the whole thing of, you know, like making music. Like, I want to get into making music videos. I just want to see if you ever needed help. And honestly, I was just like, dude, yeah, we don't actually have anyone. And he was like, cool, let me give it a try. And of course, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was just because it's like, you know, you you just don't expect somebody's first music video to, I mean, I don't know if uh, you, your listeners have seen the video, but it it looks pretty good, um, like quality wise and everything. And he, and it was pretty nuts to be like, well, bro, this is like your first video and it's already this good. But yeah, I mean, he just went all out on it, you know.
1: Do you work with that guy still currently to the day?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything we do is him, including our our live stream that we've been uh, telling the we've been trying to share the word about right now. That's uh, goes up on February 6th. And it's, I, I mean, that's another good example. Like we did this little live stream, you know, played some music and stuff, but like the way that the room is set up with the screens and with everything, like I've already had some people see it, just be like, bro, this is insane. Like, how did you do it? And I'm like, I mean, dude, we just played music. Like our buddy, Kevin just makes it look incredible. And cause he's, I I truly believe he's the best in the world at his job. Like, I I don't there I don't think there's anyone better at his job than him. And so we're just super fortunate to be able to partner with him and get his uh, you know, get his get his creative perspective on everything. But I would never take credit for it. I'm just like I just feel I'm just so thankful. You know. Yeah,
1: you guys definitely took a shot in the dark on that, and it looks yeah yeah i, would have yeah, never I mean yeah i guess first.
0: <laughs> yeah i guess if we get props for anything it's just that we gave a dude a chance <laughs> you know what i mean like which which is like and it paid off 10 times more than i ever could have imagined it paying off you know? i would have but, never
1: assumed or guessed that silent planet's uh video for uh panic room was a fir- a, a guys yeah first. His first video yeah wow that's that, that's is that incredible. crazy that is incredible <laughs> pretty
0: wild but yeah, he, he, did, he did a great job with it. And, uh, you know, and, and he always, and he keeps getting better too. You know, every time we do another, uh, another thing with him, it's always just gets better and better. You know, he's, he, 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 he doesn't stop growing, you know? And I, I guess that's, that's kind of the hallmark of a, of oh, a yeah. dedicated artist, you know, but.
1: So for yeah, anyone he, that hasn't seen silent planet, what's a show like for, what what is a silent planet show all about?
0: um a silent planet show is all about um it's a good question what is it all about um i would say that it's all about being able to just have people come together and kind of make their i don't know like just kind of be free to uh to express themselves you know to listen to music to be in a safe environment to have meaningful conversations. I talk to a lot of people after shows about like different stuff that's on my mind and stuff that I'm working through and thinking about. And um I think, it uh, you know, trying to build a community, I guess, is a big goal. And I think community is a buzzword. I think a lot of, you know, McDonald's are like, Oh, here at the McDonald's community, where it's like, bro, you're just a fast food restaurant. But, uh, <laughs> but I actually, I really do hope that it's a community. And I, I would say it is because I've seen a lot of like, really awesome lasting friendships, like get formed at shows, you know, like, I've gone out to eat with two kids. And then I, you know, next time we come to town, those two dudes are like best friends, you know, so I I would say that I've seen the community happen, but I can't really speak to any, any one person's experience and, you know, say if that's always the case, but I would say that in in general, I think we are to some degree building a community. And I, I hope that I hope that Uh, if that is the case i hope that case continues to be the case
1: oh yeah oh yeah especially now with the whole shutdown you know with exactly live music pretty much going extinct for about a year and a half and who knows how long it's gonna drag out to be and
0: yeah seriously man lord knows i yeah it's it's crazy i have no clue and I, i hope it works out but yeah
1: We'll go ahead and talk about some good times with you guys on tour. What's a day life. What's a day in the life like for you? Like when you from start from start to finish.
0: Yeah. Good question. Um, I try to sleep as much as possible because chances are that I've beat my voice up a lot at the last show and just, just for my body to, you know, physically recover so I can do it all again. I would say that, uh, that's a pretty big part of it is just getting um getting to where I can just, you know, really, you know, get ready for another gig and uh, you know, get um, you know, get ready. So I, I'm probably waking up at like noon or one, because I usually didn't go to bed till like two or three a.m. because we were like driving or doing late night tasks. And then I just kind of wake up and um, I usually go for a jog. I try to pray. I try to get food. I uh, just try to kind of figure out, you know, what city am I in? Because <laughs> chances are, when I if I'm sleeping, it's probably because the van is moving. So you know, we probably have driven 400 miles since I was last awake. So kind of getting my, getting my bearings about me. Okay, you know, what city are we in? Like, what what's the plan? You know, and kind of getting set up, and then. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's pretty boring. Like it, it's, 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 I mean, I, I love tour. I'm not saying tour in general is always boring, but like my day on tour, I'm like an old man. Cause I'm, I, you know, I, I just go so hard every night at the show that pretty much when we're not playing shows, I'm just trying to recover from the last show and then prepare for the next show, you know? So, um but every every once in a while we might have friends in town that you know like are having us over to their house and we're having like a fun you know home cooked meal which is always we're super thankful for or uh you know maybe we're going to go explore especially like maybe if we're in Europe you know we try to say oh okay we're in Paris we should go try to see something you know um but um pretty boring from day to day you know we we don't like we don't party um I mean, you know, my my guys might have some drinks or might smoke, but they're not, uh, we we don't like, we don't like party, you know, like right. with people and stuff. We, we kind of keep to ourselves. And um, I mean, like, it's a, it's a job, you know, like, like, we love the job. And so we're not like, oh, it's just another job. Like we love what we do, but we try to also take it seriously and, and just kind of like, and I think that's kind of just basically us taking it seriously is reflected to some degree in just how boring we are on tour you know because we're just like you know we just don't have time for craziness you know um even if we wanted to be super crazy people we don't have time for that because we're we're pretty diy you know like we set up our own gear you know we sound check we don't it's not like we have a team of people that does it all for us so just you know we carry our stuff into the, the the venue every day you know load in Carry it out, pack up the trailer. So I, I think it's, it's you know, there's a couple hours of blue collar work. There's, you know, a lot of driving, and then there's that sweet little moment where you just get to play music and just kind of forget about everything, you know. And it's, it's always, it's, it's all those things, you know. Um, it's, it's, yeah. It's, I guess the best way I could describe tours, it's, it's, it's that, it's, it's everything that i listed in a little bit more and, and just stuff that so a lot of stuff that i even probably forget about just because you know when you've been touring for long enough i think you can uh you can sometimes just kind of you know you you just get used to like okay you know xyz xyz and, right, and, and yeah. so, sometimes sometimes there are like really cool things that might happen at a show and it's amazing and then the next night something happens and so sometimes i get home from tour and i even just try to write it all down so i don't like lose it in my head you know what i mean
1: oh definitely Yeah. kind of like
0: when you're playing video games and you don't want to accidentally like override the save file you know with the old save file i feel like that can be sometimes like what it feels like a little bit
1: now like i can totally um I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be able to agree with you uh, as far as like being on same terms of what it's like to play a show. Cause I've never done that, but I know I can come to terms and we, we can understand each other on the drives yeah. because I used to be a over the road driver for trucking and, oh, cool. and yeah. man, that oh, was like
0: dude, very similar. You, okay. I'm, yeah. Do you, well, it's funny. You just mentioned trucking because I actually have a lot of friends that have done trucking and, and just talking about what they do and also how many truckers we like talk to and hang out with on tour we're like bro we like are like definitely cousins you know what i mean like yeah like like i feel feel like touring (laughs) bands and and people that are doing trucking are like you know like similar i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know there's obviously gonna be some some crucial differences but yeah i I feel like they're like career cousins kind of definitely
1: yeah there's definitely there's the best way to put it if you really break it down there's very little differences with very much you know similarities for sure like
0: yeah totally
1: i I understand what you mean when you say that i don't do it no more i'm a local driver now but man i I understand the boredom when you're just going down the road for you know your gps says 200 miles to the next direction and you're like oh my god that's a long time
0: (laughs) yeah dude oh my gosh seriously and yeah you're just yeah, you're just driving and you're just cruising and you're just like, yeah. I mean, depending on the mood, sometimes the open roads great. Sometimes it can feel like a little, uh, a little stifling. But, nope. you know, e- either way, you just kind of, you know, you just kind of take the good with the bad and, you know, uh, say, oh, okay, this is just what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but, now, what's yeah, the craziest
1: thing that's happened on tour, whether it was to you or somebody that you or something that you've just witnessed on a tour? the craziest thing
0: i've seen on tour that's a good question um actually one of the first tours i ever did i was selling merch actually i, was, I wasn't I was playing shows i was selling merch for a band called phineas um, oh okay yeah i know them and um i was driving i did a lot of driving for them too just because i like to drive and you know they were exhausted after shows and i i was not as exhausted because i wasn't playing shows so I, uh, I was driving, and um, this, this I was driving through Oklahoma City. It was probably like 3 or 4 a.m. Our, our destination was Wichita Falls, Texas, and the night before we had played in like Tulsa or something. So basically wherever we were, Oklahoma City, we were, we were just passing through. Um, it was like 3 or 4 a.m. And um, this lady was – this car, I, I, I later find out it was a lady, but there's a car in front of me swerving. And just driving really crazy in and out. so I I remember saying to Bryce from Phineas, who was the only person awake, he was in the passenger seat. um, I remember saying to him, I'm like, bro, that's really sketchy. Like this person's definitely drunk. Um, And so, you know, whatever, it's just swerving. I just kind of laid off. And then I watch her, she's in the left lane of the freeway. And she all of a sudden tries to cut across because I think she's about to miss her exit. So she tries to cut cut through like four lanes and there's no traffic. But when she gets to the divider, she clips the divider with the front of her car and spins and like spins several times before then she starts flipping. And actually the the, the front axle of her whole wheel well flew up into the air. Like I literally like watching her car just basically like, you know, shit's (laughs) flying off of the car and it's crazy. And so it's breaking everywhere. And, And then I'm like, oh my God. So like, Uh, we pull over and run up this like grassy embankment up to like where her car was flipping. Um, but by then her car was actually still rotating like a pin, like, like a, like a, uh, like a, or like a, what am I trying to say? Like a top, like a spun top. Yeah. So so it was like rotating. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, so we get out of the car, like what happened? Like, are you okay? And, um, obviously like i was just so freaked out i was just like dude like this person whoever this person is is probably dead is what i'm thinking like
1: oh for sure so we get there
0: we get there and uh there's music blasting they were you know listening to some club music and uh uh look inside and she's upside down and there's blood trickling down her head uh dripping down her head but uh she's actually she's okay right? well she's conscious and she's trying to get her seatbelt off and we're like okay like so we get seatbelt off and we kind of slide her because she's upside down we kind of slide her out there's blood all over she gets cut up more as we get her out of the car so we get her out and she was just super dazed like she she didn't she clearly had had a concussion or something she didn't know really who she was or where she was oh man and so she was like well you know what's happening and she was definitely drunk she'd been at the club i remember it was kind of awkward too because her dress was pretty much off of her you know uh and we were like oh gosh okay this is pretty weird you know holding this like half naked bloody human being it was, it was pretty it was just it was it was a odd moment and so so we're, we're we're getting her um you know like we're trying to calm her down and, we're, and we kind of sit her on the little metal uh guardrail thing and we're sitting there and uh we're like we're like okay hey, you know I like, we call the cops And I write, someone yells, look out. Uh, Because by now, like most of Phineas is awake. And another car comes bouldering towards her car. If we were, if the car came 20 seconds prior, we all probably would have been killed. And last minute realizes it's about to hit an upside down car and swerves, but still nicks her car. And then the car spins a bunch again, like basically just boom. And so the car's like spinning and kind of shifting. So we're like backing away from the car because it's like this this like metal top of death and so we're like oh my god like we're like just literally just like what is going on and so i'm thinking okay this is insane get the we're gonna get the cops and then uh some other dude so a a lady had pulled over by then and she had like kind of parked her car sideways and she had she actually happened to be like the most prepared lady ever and she had these little like emergency lights and stuff and so we were like, Oh, you know, thank you so much. So we're telling her about everything that's happened. And just kind of like, in general, like, Oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. You know, this is terrifying. Um, And so uh, we we get to this, like, yeah, we we, I mean, we finally just get to this lady. And we're just like, bro, like, what happened? Like, you know, uh, and and we're starting to talk to her. And right when she starts to kind of open up about, you know, whatever's happening, a dude parks his car and behind us and walks up. He's like, Whoa, Whoa, what's all this? Like, Oh my God, this is crazy. And he looks at her and I'll never forget. He's like, bitch, you're going to get a DUI. What the and fuck? she was like, she was like, yeah, you know, what?" but like, you know, it's like, she doesn't, she's not thinking about DUI. She just literally almost died. Like came very close to dying. Like, I, I think you know, I mean, obviously getting a DUI would suck, but there's more pressing things on her mind at that moment. Oh Yeah. And so, and so we're just like, we're just like, dude, like, you know, that we're not really worried about that. Like, thank God she's alive. And he's like, no, you need to come with me. And, and so he like, and so he's talking to her. And at the time um, I like call the cops again, cause it's been like five or six minutes and I'm like, bro, are you sending someone? Like we almost got hit. Like, please, like, <laughs> do do, you do something, you know, like get over here. And so we're thinking, okay, like this can't get any weirder at this point. And then, of course, it gets weirder. Uh, I look over because I guess I hadn't been like focusing on the lady. And she's like stumbling down the embankment. And this guy's kind of carrying her. And, in the world? and so I run up to them. And I'm like, yo, you can't flee the scene, bro. Like, that is a major crime. <laughs> like, you have to stay here. And he was like, she's going to get a DUI. And I looked to her. I'm like, do you know this man? Cause he's like, he's trying to take her into his car and she's like, no. And so then I'm like, dude, drop her. And she's like, he's like, what? I'm like fucking drop her right now. You cannot, I'm not going to let you kidnap someone. Exactly. And so he's like, he's like kind of art starts to argue with me. And and then we see the sirens of the cops are coming. He literally drops her and sprints into his Jeep and just peels out (laughs) and drives away. It just leaves her there. And so like the cops show up and they're like, what happened? I was like, first of all, you have probably like a serial killer, like on your hands that you should probably like find this man because this dude is like sketchy, like really sketchy. And so I was just talking to the cops. It's just a whole thing. And I think they thought I was crazy. Like, I don't think they believed my story and I don't honestly don't blame them because it's kind of an insane story, but yeah, so yeah that's that's uh, probably the craziest single thing that ever happened on tour even though it has nothing to do with music but yeah
1: dude that is like something you see in a fucking movie (laughs) yeah it
0: felt it felt like i was in a movie dude i was like it was just unbelievable like just like one of those things where you're just you know, I I mean I'm I'm glad me and my friends were there I guess because if it just wouldn't have been that guy first, I I don't know what he'd done, have done with her, but I can't imagine it was a good thing, you know. So.
1: Yeah, whole uh, now yeah. is are those guys still a band together? Uh yeah, yeah,
0: they they, they um yeah, they are. They they they're not super at, well, I guess right now, no one's super active, but they 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 were kind of decreasing their activity to some degree, but they are going to, you know, they're actually working on a new album right now. Um I've actually heard a lot of it it's really good um i'm mean, they're just they're just a great band
1: i'm gonna have to get some of those guys on and bring that story up because that is yeah that's
0: I, crazy i know that bryce for sure from that band who's probably the most active dude in the band too as far as like day-to-day stuff he's kind of like the main dude as far as uh you know he's like the band dad I, I, One one thing you learned about bands is every band has a dad like every band has a dude that's just like it kind of in control of like the narrative you know what i mean yeah. it's kind oh, of yeah. like you know knows okay you know when's our next merch sale you know who's printing our merch for tour and so bryce is kind of the main dad for that band like for instance with silent planet it's kind of split now between the members i'm like in control of like social media and pretty much video like anything like aesthetic but then like from a purely musical standpoint I actually don't, like, that's like Mitchell. Like, I don't even understand how our whole, like, live interface rack system works. Like, that's all Mitchell, <laughs> you know? Or, or like, recently Alex has taken a bunch of huge steps and he's super involved with, like, touring, like, our itineraries on the road. and uh, And then Thomas is pretty involved with, like, uh, Thomas is like the hands-on guy. Like whenever like our van's breaking down, he's usually the one who's going to look under the hood and kind of diagnose it. And he's the guy that does all the driving, so he's kind of like the trucker dude in the band. And honestly, Thomas would make a great trucker. He's like very, <laughs> hi, him and Bryce are both like major truckers. Like like they're not truckers, but they very much in could, another yeah. life would be truckers. <laughs> like 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 I don't mind the driving, but I'm horrible with automobiles. Like the moment an automobile shuts down, I'm just like, okay, go get a pro. Like I don't. I I know I I, I'm not gonna like try to act like some like manly man that I'm not and fix the car I'm just gonna like yeah bro. I don't know cars cars not working it's I I need help (laughs) like this is this I don't know what I'm doing like I I I can I can explain continental philosophy to you you know I can talk about existentialism I I don't know how cars work I just don't you know I (laughs) I haven't invested my time into it and um I, I really wish I did like, I, I wish I wasn't such a useless piece of shit when a car breaks down, but <laughs> unfortunately I am, but fortunately uh, I, I've, you know, we, we have people and that's kind of, I guess that's a major theme of this conversation. I feel like we're having is just, uh you know, uh really working together, you know, community. Oh, yeah. like, that's that, 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 that is how the dream works, you know, teamwork.
1: What is one conflict or failure that you've experienced in your music career? What'd you do to overcome that?
0: Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, probably the biggest one, honestly, is uh, in, you know, uh, the fall of 2019, we were on tour with Europe, uh, in Europe with uh, Northlane and Polaris and uh, and Boy Division, and I had a mental breakdown. I tried to kill myself. I got arrested by cops in Belgium. I was thrown into a mental hospital, and uh, we lost $50,000, which is more money than we even had to our names uh because Europe is a substantial investment. And basically the idea of Europe is you basically spend a ton of money to get over there. And then you, you try to make that money back over the course of however many shows you're playing. And so we had spent all the money, but then I had the mental breakdown after the second show. And so we went home, I went to a mental hospital and I, it was just, it just, it felt like the biggest failure of my life. It was, I was just, it was really hard for me, man. It, it honestly kind of ruined me. And uh, it took me a long time to get over it. But we did. And trilogy is kind of the evidence of that, I would say more or less, you know, just trilogy is, is, uh, you know, the story of getting over that pain, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, what happens after you fail, you know, and as you try to get up. And so tr- trilogy is about that. Um in part you know um not completely but partially
1: dang man that's i'm sorry to hear that i hope everything's going better oh yeah you. it's
0: okay yeah and, and of course i hope you know yeah I, and i'm not saying that uh so that people feel like uh, you know bad for me or whatever it's just it's just, it's just the reality that's, of it you know yeah exactly exactly just the just the reality of it
1: now aside music what's the what what are some stuff that you're into
0: besides music what stuff i'm into uh i love video games and now i'm actually able to i do that with streaming I, especially like old video games like actually right before this interview i was playing um, zelda ocarina of time
1: oh no on shit. My,
0: um yeah on my stream uh and I, I like to play old school stuff and it's funny because young people will be like like whoa why are these graphics about it i'm like bro when I played this game, these graphics were literally like god mode. You know, like
1: could you imagine a, a reimagined version of *Ocarina of Time*, oh or *Majora's my gosh. Mask*, or that's even like a-
0: literally? That's like that's literally my yeah, that's everything to me. That would or, that would be everything.
1: What I want them to do, because that's like my when it comes to Nintendo, that's my fucking go-to. With that, I've played every single moment that there is, but I would love for them to either, like I said, do a updated, all new graphics type with those two or make a third franchise onto that onto the, the same graphics old graphics but just a whole new different you know uh a setup with new bosses totally. dungeons dude you know how cool that would be
0: dude I know and um was there was there I feel like they did um I'm gonna look that up uh Ocarina of... they they I remember they did something I feel like they did something to it once. Uh, Master Quest.
1: Yeah, that's what I know that they did. Uh...
0: Ma- yeah, so I think they kind of did that once. But yeah, I mean, dude, for me, I mean, if they did like an updated graphical version of that, I can only imagine how sick that would be.
1: There's, a, I'll have to send you after this, man. There's this uh, video that somebody made. It's like a fan-made um it's like a movie trailer for a Majora's mask that somebody made like a fan made version. And I got, I really wish that that could have became like an actual thing. Cause it's, it's just crazy. If you've played Majora's mask, I'm sure you have, but man, that is just, it's crazy trailer. Oh
0: yeah. The Majora's mask is so good. I actually, uh, yeah, I, I would say it's one of my favorite.
1: Out of those bosses, which one's your favorite?
0: Uh, uh Majora's mask. Yeah. Um, okay, let me think about them. See, you got the dancing jungle guy,
1: yep. So it goes uh, the jungle guy, it goes uh, jungle
0: guy. Oh, the the the, the boss that you're like chasing around when you're you're, you're in the Goron form, and right, you're chasing okay. The goat boss around, yeah. Ooh, I, I dude, I love the whole Goron thing a lot. Um, I can't remember the fish boss, uh, it was right now.
1: All you, do, uh, you're in the it's the water temple and you have all those different switches. No, that's, that's awkward enough time. Oh, no, of.
0: it's, it's like, it's like, it's like a factory. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, like an old, turning, it's like you're a, turning on the, you're turning on the jets and stuff. Yeah. Cause right. you had
1: to ride the turtle with the Island on his back to yeah, the actual, right. you know, and you had to get all those eggs from the, uh, God, from the, what's it called from that fortress from those. Uh, God, I can't think of what that, the, 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 the people are called but you have to get all those eggs from the zoroform take it to that uh laboratorium to get uh it's just a long sequence of events that you have to get in order to get to the water temple but once you get there you gotta fight the fish in the zoroform and you have to stand on that platform and uh, it swims around and you gotta you know you gotta you throw the it's uh the blades that you use as the zoroform and that's a that was just a pretty long thing and the last one was when you had to do uh when you had to fight twin rova i think it's called where you're in the uh the sand form and you have to no, you're in the sand temple and yeah you, you have, to have to turn it upside down and all that oh yeah
0: that one is cool too i honestly i'd say probably when you're chasing the dude and you're in the goran form um well and just in general i just love that whole thing and you're doing the race and stuff so probably that one but
1: now what about ocarina time what's your favorite time span on that because that's a pretty long game
0: dude uh yeah ocarina of time probably the fire temple which is funny because that's actually just what i played today on my stream um the fire temple or the spirit temple
1: oh so that you're you're referencing to uh would you be referencing to the young link fire temple or uh, adult, the- adult adult yeah sorry yeah adult. okay yes yeah, so you have adult, the big adult the fire big, with the hammer yeah the hammer and yeah the dragon that was pretty
0: cool yeah and i just like how the whole it, i guess i like to it's, it's it's pretty simple like i get a little confused with forest water temple i get super confused I, that's
1: what i was gonna say the water temple with the different levels it is very very that's definitely the hardest one and yeah water
0: temples yeah, Water Temple's, dude, it's insane. Like, so insane.
1: And they had, I would say that they had the creepiest soundtrack to that, especially when you're in the Shadow Temple.
0: Oh, yeah, I believe that. When man. you had to
1: fight Bongo Bongo with the big hands, and you could only oh, see him with the lunch yeah. of truth. I
0: forgot about Bongo Bongo. Dude, yeah. That
1: was, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they made an update, that's the one I'd wanted to do. Fuck Majora's Mask. If they had to redo an updated graphics version, I would totally want it to be Ocarina of Time because. Totally. One, you know it's it's long and two it just there's so much to it that they i feel like they could have much more material for it and sell it better honestly
0: yeah no i completely agree
1: now before we wrap this up my man i uh i want to first just say thanks for taking the time to talk with me today it was oh, really yeah, it was awesome me. man um my last it. question for you would be um if you were a starburst what flavor would you be Ooh. Probably
0: the pink one because it's fun and I don't really know what it's supposed to be, but it's a good time. And that's kind of <laughs> me. I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty fun, but I also don't always know what I am.
1: So. Awesome, man. Yeah. Um. So anything you want to say to anybody listening before we jet out? Oh, just, just uh, thank you for
0: having me on the behind closed doors podcast. And if you listen to this, thank you for listening to the podcast uh devin is really good at this and i i'm, I'm glad that y'all are uh supporting devin and uh, li- listening to my dumbass. so thank you
1: no you're good man check that uh check out what uh middle of this year end of this year check out silent planet's new yeah yeah yeah, I,
0: yeah i'm coming out later this year and uh yeah we also have a live stream concert on february 6th uh we actually just dropped a song today um well, so anyone who has a ticket to the concert gets the live audio of one of our new songs that we play on the stream. Um, that, 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 we, that will be played on the stream and they'll be able to hear it. So,
1: yeah. And where can they get tickets for this at? Uh,
0: yeah, silentplanetband.com. They can get tickets and merch bundles and discounts and all, all sorts of stuff on silentplanetband.com.
1: Awesome, man. Like I said, it was a pleasure talking with you. And once live music comes back around, I want to definitely get together and do this again.
0: Dude, please. Yeah, absolutely. I I would love to do that. We should absolutely make that possible. Seriously. Thank you. For
1: sure, brother. You have a good one, my man. Hey, dude, you too. See you, brother.